Our story begins in the stars because today, SpaceX is launching a new rocket. The Falcon 9 Block 5 will take off from the Space Coast this afternoon. And the Block 5 differs from the Block 4 in the fact that it can be reused a little more. The old rocket would launch up all the same towards high Earth atmosphere, detach its payload, and then land down on a drone ship in the Atlantic aptly named the Of Course I Still Love You. Well, the new Falcon 9 Block 5 will do just that, but when it lands, now instead of being reused just twice, it can be reused up to 10 times or more, to which Elon Musk says it's going to change the game because Boeing doesn't build a new 747 every time they land one. This will be our vehicle towards the future. What that future holds, though, is anyone's guess. So today, let's talk about shortages, surplus, and space for moms as we count down to begin joshing around. The payload for today's SpaceX rocket is the Banga Bandhu 1, Bangladesh's first telecommunication satellite that will operate from Turkmenistan to the Philippines. The State Minister of Bangladesh's Information and Communication Technologies, Zunaid Ahmed Pelek, is here on the Space Coast to watch the launch. And to make sure he was at home, I googled Bangladesh restaurants in the area. And it seems that we come up a little short. There is one in Orlando, which is a bit of a drive if you're hungry. It's called the Ahmed Indian Restaurant OBT. OBT is Orlando code for lock your doors, though the review says they do have authentic Bengali cuisine. Closer to home, Google suggests Chef Mario's, which is an Italian restaurant, so I don't know about that. Coaster's Pub, which does have a good exotic burger. And McDonald's. I don't know why Google would suggest McDonald's, but maybe because it's worldwide in nature. Because McDonald's is so global in nature, they're actually used to identify and understand global exchange rates through what's known as the Big Mac Index. This is where you compare the price of a Big Mac in two different countries to find the purchasing power parity. For example, in January of 2018, the average price of a Big Mac here in America was $5.28, whereas in China at the same time, it was $3.17. So the raw Big Mac Index says that the yuan was undervalued by 40% at the time. But to show you how McNews can get out of control, The Economist, the magazine that created the index back in 1986, says, hold on, everybody. Bergonomics was never intended as a precise gauge of currency misalignment, merely a tool to make exchange rate theory more digestible. Yet, this has become a global standard included in several economic textbooks and the subject of at least 20 academic studies. So they've made it more serious, and you can see that at TheEconomist.com. If you want, though, I'll tell you, there's only three countries in the world where a Big Mac costs more than America. That's Switzerland, Norway, and Sweden. If you're looking to get great value, though, visit Egypt or Ukraine, where the Big Mac is undervalued by 60% or more. Nobody needs to moneyball a Big Mac more than the man in Wisconsin who just recorded eating his 30,000th Big Mac. I don't know what's more disgusting, eating 30,000 Big Macs or knowing exactly how many Big Macs you've eaten. While it seems there's no shortage of Big Macs in Wisconsin, there may soon be a shortage of Ford F-Series trucks in America and the world, all because of a fire at a magnesium supplier. Magnesium, apparently, is what holds the radiator in place on these trucks, and there's no other supplier that can fill this kind of demand, so they're just going to halt production on Ford trucks until that factory is fixed. This is bad news because the value of the Ford F-Series is more than that of Ford itself. For example, last year, they sold 900,000 Ford F-Series trucks at an average price of $46,700. That means that 
gross revenue on the Ford trucks last year were $42 billion. To give you something to compare this to, SpaceX's Falcon 9 is the most popular rocket in the world. It costs $60 million to put one up. They put up 15 last year. They made less money than Ford makes selling these trucks for one week. So think you're having a bad day at work? Think about how a Ford executive feels right now. While Ford's tough luck is all bad news, in Oregon, there's both winners and losers from a marijuana surplus that was had because of a great summer from outdoor pot cultivation. Now in Oregon, everything's legal and they don't limit the number of people that can grow legal marijuana there. They just limit the canopy size, which I don't wanna get in the weeds on, so we'll skip. But in any event, this has caused prices on a wholesale level to drop from $1,200 a pound to $700 a pound, which has reduced retail rates from $8 a gram to $4 a gram. So there's just a surplus of weed in Oregon. So I'm saying we should hop on a plane and fly there before we head over to the Ukraine for some cheap Big Macs. For most of us, that type of jet setting would prove impossible. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, though, may be able to pull it off. Secretary Pompeo flew this week from Washington, D.C. to North Korea, where he successfully negotiated the release of three U.S. citizens being held hostage. Not before the media tried to catch him in a gaffe, though, when he referred to North Korean leader Kim Jong-un as Chairman Un, and not as he should have, Chairman Kim, because in Asia, family names come first. I want to focus on success, though, and say congratulations to Secretary Pompeo on the release of Tony Kim, Kim Hak-sung, and Kim Dong-chul. To Mr. Kim, Mr. Kim, and Mr. Kim, I say welcome home. Now, if you think I got that wrong, think again, because Kim Dong-chul and Kim Hak-sung, well, they keep their names the proper way, whereas Tony Kim, he puts his family last, like a true American. Family First is a nonprofit organization on a mission to provide parenting, marriage, and relational truth that helps people love their family well and gives them greater hope for the future. The first time I found out about Family First was on a billboard that read, Family First, Making Families Last. And that's really smart copywriting that totally misconstrues their message. For years, I had no idea what they did, and I certainly wasn't about to ask. Not after I called Planned Parenthood to ask them to help me schedule the due date of my first child. They were really rude. You want to keep it, they said? Well, that was the plan. Speaking of bad copywriting, I once wrote an ad for a sushi restaurant that said, celebrate Mother's Day with something from our C-section. If you don't want to get hung up on like an unintended prank call to the Planned Parenthood, be sure to call your mom early this Sunday. There's still time to get a card in the mail. You could even overnight a gift if you hurry. To all you motherfuckers out there, be sure the kids take this advice and you might take it yourself or you'll be in the doghouse as well. My local newspaper has a running feature online where they show local mug shots. And I just don't want to see this because this is when people are at their weakest. And though it is public record, I feel this is a private moment that shouldn't be shared. I feel this very same way about the pictures of moms right after they give birth. Now, I know you want to record that moment, but don't anybody put it on Facebook, that poor frail woman with that cute, gross little baby. 
The wonder and magic of childbirth is amazing, but it's also very disgusting, and I don't think the end result looks like a human until about three to six months. My first one was a real eye-opener indeed. The labor went and went and went, and it was push and this and that until the doctor said, I'm going to have to cut, and I hear from the other side of the curtain, no, don't cut, and I'm like, whoa, don't cut, and finally the doctor says, no, I've got to cut, and then when she does, poof, this baby flies across the room, and the doctor catches and cradles it like she's playing an egg toss. That brief story was less than a hundred words long. Could you imagine how cringeworthy it would be if I went for the full thousand? Well, that's how I feel about that picture of mother and baby. Definitely worth capturing that moment in time. Just keep it private and don't share it online. With regard to intimate moments that shouldn't be shared, it's said about the cut that afterwards you're to ask the doctor for an extra stitch. And I don't know about that. Instead, I think the cesareans have it right, where they slice the stomach and remove the baby like the alien from that movie, Aliens. I'm just glad men don't give birth. I couldn't imagine a baby coming out my penis. In California, I was in pain just thinking about it as I drove my car through a redwood tree. As rocket scientists get separation anxiety, we've delivered our payload, so it's time to end the show. On your way to a big Sunday brunch, don't spoil your appetite with too many Bengali Big Macs, and don't smoke too many doobies either, though if you do, don't get caught napping at Yale. On Sunday, moms, here's some advice. Don't get held hostage to your kids. If sushi's your scene, that's what you should have. In fact, Get it to go and eat it on the tailgate of a Ford F-150 until we give birth to another episode of Joshin' Around.